Welcome to Pulling Weeds, a podcast of the Carolinas GCSA. We'd like to remind you that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely of those of the people on the podcast and do not reflect the views of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendent Association or any of its sponsors. All right, here we are in the midst of our assistant superintendent series here with the P-Dub, as I like to call it, or Pulling Weeds, back in with Jim Huntoon and Luke Rogers. Luke, where are you in from today? Uh, I'm here from Florence Country Club. Florence Country Club. Man, I think I know the guy you might work for over there. Who are you working for? Uh, Richard Brown, new superintendent. Were you previously employed at the course before? I was. I worked there just over two years before he be, he came and um he came in uh, I believe August of tr- last year so he's been there about 5 months. Okay. And who was the superintendent before? Um Drew Clark. And Drew's kicking butt and taking names in town and opened his own business and off That's to be right. successful, is that right? That's right. He's got a good chemical business, residential, commercial. He's he's doing good. He's doing well. He's a good guy, isn't he? He is. He is. You enjoy working for him? I did. I I learned a lot from him. So is he who got you in the business? Uh, no. Uh, I actually I started uh, from when I was fifteen. Uh, wow. I started at a local course, just little work here and there. Uh, and then I was always playing golf too, so I always loved golf. But then when I graduated high school, I started a summer job at the Country Club of South Carolina in Florence. Okay. So I did that for summer. Went. Went back to college, and then the next summer came back. Uh, and after that summer, at the end of that summer, I decided I wanted to become full-time and just see see what it would be like. And then that that lasted three to four years. Okay. And then I ended up moving to – well, not moving, but going from Country Club of South Carolina to Florence Country Club, which are both in Florence. Yeah. Who did you work for at the Country Club of South Carolina? Uh, Bo Cooper was my superintendent, who is now the superintendent of Trace's Golf Club in Florence. Okay, and he, he was there right before Tom, is that right? Or Tom Taylor? I think he was there after Tom Taylor. He, okay. was, there, he was there before and after Tom yeah, Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right. had several stints there. Well, there you go. Yes, yes. And he's from Florence? I believe so, yes. Where are you from? I'm from Bennettsville, which is about 45 minutes from Florence. Yes, sir. I'm familiar with Bennettsville. Um Sheraw more so, but yeah, it's right there. That's it. Yeah, Sheraw State Park. We should go do the fall challenge up there. I love the state parks. One of my favorite courses. So, did you grow up playing in the South Carolina Junior Golf Association? I sure stuff? did. I played all the SCJGA. Me and all my buddies uh, growing up at Marlboro Country Club, where I started at 15 years old working. When I was eight, nine, ten years old, I'd get dropped off there in the mornings. We had about ten. Of, Ten of us kids that would do that, and we'd get picked up at eight at night, spend all day at the golf course. They drop you off with a five dollar bill or two dollars, or well, if even that, and you get your hot dog and play golf like all day. That. We, we'd usually have to call someone, call a parent to send in some pizzas or something. It's <laughs> awesome, man. Luke. I I recently had the pleasure of playing around a round of golf with Mister uh, Anthony Spivey. Wow. Okay, he's a quite a golfer. Wow. Yes, he is. That's the superintendent at Marlboro Country he Club. Is. Okay, and, I actually um, uh, played. Saw him yesterday. Played in a tournament, not with him, but against him. Yeah, he. Uh, I was told before he got there that he had a good game, but wow, real good. Yes. That is actually who I worked for 
when I, I figured. was 15, started yep. there. Yep. And he's uh, currently still a superintendent, but that golf course is now in the process of being bought by the county, and a lot of renovations are about to be done. Oh, awesome. they're going to do some good stuff to it and not put housing or anything like that. Right. The county is buying it, and they're going to put a, a lot of money, new irrigation, new equipment, new cart paths. At least that's the steps of the process right now. I actually went to the meeting last week that they had to let everybody know the process of how it's going and that's what they're great. planning on doing. Really cool. Where is that exactly? Uh, it's right in the center of Bennettsville. Okay. Um, Bennettsville isn't very big. Um I also coach the Marlboro County High School golf team, which is Marlboro County uh, Country Club is where we hold practices, and that's our home. That's where you have your matches and everything? matches, right. So you're living down in the Florence area now and having to drive back and forth? Correct. Um, when I worked at Country Club of South Carolina, I was still living in Bennettsville and just commuting. It was about a 35-minute ride. But then when I made the move to Florence Country Club, they're on opposite sides of town. That made my ride closer to an hour. So I made the move to Florence at that point. Yeah, because now it's just the volunteer stuff that takes you farther away. Right, right. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm assuming Richard doesn't have any problems with you taking care of all those extracurricular things and no, all that. No, I mean, we, we uh, discussed that before, you know, my position, and he was all for it, you know. And something I'm pretty passionate about, so I think he saw that and was grateful that I was in the position I was and wants me to continue to do so. That's awesome. So you're the only assistant out there for him, right, at Florence? Correct. Yeah, there are two of y'all. There's Correct. just you, right? Right now, it's just me. You have a setup where you could have a second assistant, potentially, or no? Uh, potentially, we are in the process of looking at that. I got you. You have a mechanic as well? We do. We have a full-time mechanic, a crews around 10 to 12. Uh, we have a foreman, and I'm the assistant and the super, obviously. So Richard didn't run anybody off and have to rehire, or you got a good crew that you had before? Um. We've got a, we've got our few that's part of our good crew, and then we've got you know some turnover here and there. But sure. we kind of got our backbone guys that we know that's going to be there. Man, what made you go into turf if, as a golfer? I gotta know. Um, I think it's just golf, just golf. Like I said, uh, played golf. My dad was a golfer. Got me into it very early. Um, it's just always kind of been my my thing. Uh, I don't know, playing so much golf, working on the golf course, coaching kids on the golf course. I live on a golf course. I mean, golf, golf, golf. I'm you got all any about hobbies it. outside of golf? You fish, you hunt? I do a little fishing. I'm not big into hunting. Um, I mean, I, I play a few other sports. I, do, I play in an adult basketball league, uh, huh. you know, stuff like that, just hanging out with friends other than that. That's awesome, man. My boys love basketball. So it's good to know that there's leagues yep. after you get done and you grow up just in case, you know, that passion. I wish they'd play more golf, but hopefully the bug will hit them like it sounds like it did you at 15. Right. <laughs> what you got next? Just uh, that's really cool about the Marlboro uh, at Marlboro Country Club and, and, and you doing the golf team up there. I, didn't, I did not know that, um, but that's really cool. And that you're volunteering <laughs> to do that. It's something I – Thought about doing at one point, but didn't have the time to do it. But it seems like it would be something that's really rewarding. It is. Um, is This is my second year doing it. Last year was my first year. And uh, the previous coach actually reached out to me and asked if I would like to take his position because he was planning on leaving. Uh, and I was all for it. Uh, and 
like I said, it was a I had a didn't have much time to prepare because it was short notice, but I didn't really know what to expect. But I learned very quickly that I was enjoyed it a lot, and uh, just working with the kids. I mean, I'm still very young, so. I can get along with them very well. You they can, can they, you can relate, can't right, you? They right. feel like they can relate to you too, right. probably. I, I, I feel like they like me a lot, but I don't want to be <laughs> sure. I don't want to say I know they like me a lot. You know? Yeah. Is it both boys and girls? Uh, no, I only coach the uh, the boys team. Gotcha. So you got to travel with them then. You go to the events. Oh and yeah, all that? I've I've got to ride the bus. <laughs> we we at least you don't have to drive it. Well, they offered me to do that, but I said I'd rather not. <laughs> that's a lot of responsibility. Right. They were trying to give you as much as they could, weren't right. they? Well, I tell you, man, that's it's admirable because, like you mentioned, and, and the listeners, some, maybe they could hear. Um, but, folks, your age, and they haven't quite figured out the importance of the give back when it comes to golf. Right. You know, like the game seems to give so much to a lot of us in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least working in it, you feel an obligation to give back a little bit, you know, especially as a golfer sometimes, mm-hmm. but nobody does. And so I think that, that you figured that out early in life, man, that's, it's not only rewarding, but being in the golf industry, I think that's, that's pretty cool too, man. Yep. Right. Proud of you for doing that. So what's, what's the goal, man? Where are we going with this superintendent gig? What are we going to do? Um, well, honestly, uh, I do not have a turf degree and my next steps right now, I'm looking at going to the university of Georgia for the, one year certificate oh nice that's what i'm looking at right now that's cool is that one year so it would be shorter time you could get back in the workforce well it's it'd be online so i'd still be able to work i didn't realize that but just the deal with me already working coaching the golf team it's just a lot right now but that's i plan so my the golf season will be over in the beginning of may so that's when i plan to really step into that uh going back to school role man that's awesome and then what so you get your certificate working for richard what's the goal where are we going man you gonna get your own club someday i'd love to do so um sounds like that new marlboro country club after anthony retires would be pretty good (laughs) for you (laughs) well we'll see about that uh you know it's it's definitely got a special place in my heart uh but yeah i'd like to i'd like to explore a little bit and move around see some clubs up and down the coast and maybe on the, the west coast you know so you'd be open to relocation uh yes but it'd have to be a few years out obviously yeah. gotcha. but yes i would be open to that that's awesome man but i had no idea this is why we do the podcast so we can learn so much about folks share it with the others too luke's got a great mentor in richard and you know i know richard's kind of taking you under his wing from the very beginning and i remember him telling me um, early on when he started over there that he saw something in you right away and um, been seeing you around and you're on the right path. So right. I like that. Richard's been very good to me and I'm very thankful for the opportunities he's given me. Well, and I think it's maybe similar to like you and your golf kids, right? I mean, you guys are kind of close in age. You can probably right. relate similar situations, mm-hmm. you know, what he's been through, what you're getting through. And, you know, you guys are the end of the day, you're trying to put out the best product you can for those members, right? Right. So you're always striving for the same thing. So is that the break I'm hearing out there? Do we need to get that, Luke back to his peers? We do. We need to get Luke back, and we need to take this opportunity to find some more people to come talk to us. Oh, scouting the room now. Yeah. Luke, man, that's awesome. That's all I got. Thank you for what you're doing for golf, man. And 
if we can ever help you in any way, you just let us know, man. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate y'all for having me. Luke's doing more than pulling weeds, y'all. That's for damn sure. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Pulling Weeds. This is our assistant superintendent series uh, from Dawtaw Island Club in Beaufort, South Carolina. I'm here with Mr. Tim Krieger and our first guest, Weston Dean. Take it away, Tim. All right, I'm going to jump right in with the tough questions. You got three last names? You okay with that? Yeah, uh, you know, I don't really have a choice. That's, my parents decided to curse me and give me three last names, and I got to live with the pain of filling out paperwork like that for the rest of my life. You run into problems with that in some places? Absolutely, doctor's offices especially. Have you um, tried to get a passport yet? I have not. I bet that's going to be a headache. I know for a fact it will be. So just so everybody knows, that, um, even though they know I can have a kind of a direct um, personality, I wasn't really just ribbing him that early on in this conversation. <laughs> that was a little pre-recording because I wanted to make sure I got the right name because I swear on the Twitter machine, you got all three listed, right? Yes, sir. But you go by Weston? I do. I go by Weston. Weston. Dean. Yes, sir. Perfect. Where's home for you originally? Uh, Mullins, South Carolina. Mullins. That's on the way to the beach for most of us, right? It is. Yeah, just a little small pass through town right off Highway 9, 501, 17. It's kind of. So if you've been to Myrtle Beach and you've sped, we've been back to your hometown. Absolutely. <laughs> you're, the, you're that little stoplight at the bend, right? Yep. And then uh, the place you don't want to speed is right up the road, Nichols. Yes. Yeah, you'll, uh, they'll pop you there. So. Nine runs through Nichols, right? It does, yeah. Runs in, turns into 76, and then 76 runs through Mullins into Marion, Florence, so on and so forth. So I'm impressed because um, you know all those roads and those names. Um, Barry Graham and I were talking earlier today, and you know I asked him kind of how he got down here, and I was like, I don't know. I, he said, I stared at that little screen, that little <laughs> six-inch screen the whole way. The mountain Coming off the mountain, it'll take me three different ways. So, um, Turf been your thing your whole life? Um. Ever since I, well, no, not really. Um, I grew up kind of with a farming background. Grandfather was a farmer, worked with a local farmer all throughout high school, grew up playing golf, loved to play golf. And I originally went to Francis Marion and I started doing finance there. And it was just kind of something that I wasn't really into. And I found out about the turf program at Ori Georgetown and how I could kind of couple agronomy and golf together. And it just kind of seemed like the right fit. So you still play a good bit? Uh, as much as I can, not not nearly as much as I'd like to. But have you moved on? Married kids? Do you have any of those obligations? Um, been married a little over three years. No kids. Wow. Yeah. So the first step to losing golf privileges has taken place. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. At least for the the guys' trips, right? But she she's good. She uh she isn't a stickler about you know playing golf. So it's more on my end not being able to get out and play. But where'd you meet her at the beach? Um, we are from somewhere to the. Same hometown, same area. So I kind of knew her in high school, and then we got reconnected through a mutual friend in college. And That's awesome. Sir. Wonderful. Yeah. All right, so um, tell everybody where you are now. Where are you working? I'm at Bald Head Island Club in Bald Head Island, North Carolina. I've been there about a year and a half now. So you're one of those lucky guys that's got to take a boat to work every day? Every day. To and from. Second one today, Tim, that we've interviewed. That's why I brought it up. Hey, um, have you missed the boat yet? Mm. Like in the morning? No, no. No, I've I, knock on wood, I've never missed a boat. Not in the morning. Mm-mm. But in the afternoon, late coming home, oh, yeah. after work. Yeah. Then what happens? You just wait for the next one. So how late do they run? Um, summertime, they'll run till about midnight. Oh. Um, during busy season. 
Um, and then the first one for us is 5.30 in the morning. So you really can't get stuck out there on a mainline break then <laughs> too yeah, late yeah. at night. <laughs> and that's kind of the thing, especially with stuff like that. Some things you just got to say, well. We got to go. Yeah, you got to go. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Is there – um? I haven't been out on that island before. Tell me a little bit about it. What's it like? Um, Residential? Yeah, very, very much so. Um, you got a couple of restaurants, bars, things like that, but it's pretty much just residential and golf course. Hotel? Mm-mm, not sure. Well, they, there is the Bald Head Inn, but it's okay. very small. Not like any of your kind of mainstream hotels or anything like that, just more of an inn. Private course? Um, we are semi-private. Um, we do allow the way they have it set up. You can get like a guest membership and get on and play out there. Um, but for the most part, it's pretty much just membership only. And we'll, we'll get busy and pick up during the summer and stuff like that with guest play. But And that's changed in recent years because it used to be more open to public play. Because I remember it used to be considered part of the Myrtle Beach area where you could get a Myrtle Beach package to play there. Wow. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's a heck of a ride from the beach. It is. There, and there's no cars on the island either. None. I was getting ready to go. It's golf carts only. or Golf carts only. Now, you, are they you guys all? at the golf course can use a truck or something like that, right? Yeah, we can. And, like, the village and, you know, companies or contractors come over, they can barge their stuff over. But, uh, yeah, it's just res- residents, golf cart only. So you can use gas-powered stuff there? You can. So what about, like, new equipment leases and stuff? They come over on that same boat as you? Barge it over. Comes comes over on the barge. Wow. How do you like that, man? It's It's different. It's it's very interesting. It's it's something that I'm glad I'm seeing um, could help me in my career. You know, wherever your career takes you, so it's definitely been a, a learning experience, but benefited from it a lot. I feel like. Where were you before that? Uh, Pinehurst number eight. Number eight was Jeff there at the time. Hill? Uh, he was not. I actually Logan Murphy was the superintendent okay. when I was there, and I, I actually did my internship for Jeff Hill. Wonderful. When I was in school. Yeah, great guy. We have that in common. Yep, we do. Where'd you do yours? Pinehurst number eight under Jeff Hill. Mm-hmm. A Did few just... years earlier than West. <laughs> okay, that's what I was wondering. I was like, well, I knew you got back in it a little later there, Jimmy. But uh, <laughs> um, so what do you want to do, man? Where are you um, trying to get to? Uh, just trying to you know keep progressing my career and taking the opportunities as they come and just kind of really finding the right fit for you know my wife and I and future family, whatever that may be. I'm still kind of trying to feel that out, but definitely want to get to the point in my career where – um, you know, comfortable, and I can provide a good life for my family and still kind of have that work-life balance, but also provide a good product for wherever I'm at and just be the best I can be. You sound relocatable as well, to a degree. Yes, sir. Yeah, not, you know, probably don't want to go out west or anything like that, but... Within know. the Carolinas? Yes, sir. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Where do you live? Uh, in Leland. So you have about a... What, a 20 or 30-minute drive down to Southport, right? Yes, sir, yeah. In the mornings, it's anywhere from 20 to 25. In the afternoons, could be a little worse for traffic, but yeah. it's not too bad. And then the entire ferry ride takes, what, half an hour dock to dock? Ish, yeah, 20 yeah. minutes. Depending on how the tides are and, you know, what the water conditions are like, it could, you know, more or less. So you live seven miles away from where you work, and it takes you two hours a day to commute. <laughs> Essentially. (laughs) Patience is the key, huh, Weston? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Hurry up and wait, man. Hurry up and wait. Mm -hmm. I've actually done the Bald Headed Island experience one time, and I've been on the ferry, and it's a a pretty cool setup they have there at the uh, 
I mean, it's, I guess, what do you call it, the uh, embarkation port there where you get on the boat and everything, and it's, uh, it's pretty nice. It's a good setup. Did it scar you for life? No, no. Well, because we ain't bald. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm yeah. just staring at you here, Jimmy. I'm like, man, what happens when you go over there, man? You know what strikes me about it from my time there, Tim, is um, how massive the sand dunes are along the island. They are. They're huge. Really? Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're probably, what, Weston, 20 or 30 feet high in some areas? Some areas, yeah. Yeah. How do the hurricanes affect those? Um, I've, I haven't had to experience one. I know just seeing pictures when Florence came through a few years ago, it wiped a few of them out pretty good. And they're big enough, Tim, that some of there's like the main dunes on the beach, but then there's the large dunes are behind the road and behind the beach and have houses actually built up on the beach, the large dunes. Yeah, because those are all natural, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. How awesome is that? Yeah. Yep. You know what river, the mouth of what mouth of what river Cape uh, <laughs> Baldhead Island is on? I just gave you the clue. <laughs> I was trying to play the theme music in my head. I can't come <laughs> up with the banjo music real quick, but um, it I believe is a, it's the Cape Fear. It is, Tim. Well done. I like to challenge Tim's geography knowledge, and he always <laughs> passes, though. So um, I've been catfishing after midnight on the Cape Fear. That's a, that's a dangerous game. Jugging? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Some big water out there. Well, luckily it wasn't as wide. We were up by Oakland Plantation. Oh, yeah. But I was still, I was like, there ain't no lights but on this boat. It's a little sketchy out here at night. I guess it gets pretty dark out there. Branches still hanging over and, yeah. yeah. Anyhow. All what, right, so what did you like most about when you finally had to move to North Carolina from South Carolina? Hmm. Not much, huh? Yeah, I mean, we know South Carolina is a superior state. I make a lot of people mad saying that. But. I love it. I love it. Um, no, I, I, like I said, I did my internship in Pinehurst and kind of fell in love with the area. My wife is from North Carolina. Um, she's just across the border in Roland. Okay. I don't know if you guys yeah. know where that is. But oh, yeah. 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 So South of the border. It was, yeah, absolutely. Yep. She, she grew up in the sombrero. Yep. I like to joke with her about that. But. <laughs> That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, she, so she's from North Carolina, so. Um, wasn't much of a move for her, but I just kind of fell in love with Pinehurst and that area. And I love the North Carolina beaches, like that kind of Brunswick County stretch. Yeah. Um, through there, do a lot of fishing out there. So, um, move was easy. And you're not really that far from where you grew up. An hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Still have a lot of family back home there? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. My, um, parents both live there. My grandmother, um, aunts and uncles. So. Now you said your family was into farming. Row crop? Yes, sir. Cotton? Uh, tobacco. Tobacco. Yep, was the main one. Did you ever have to work any summers doing any of that? I did, yeah. From the time I was fifth, 14 to 18, sucker tobacco for three months every summer. He says it with that look that says, and I knew I'd never do it again. <laughs> it, Is that one of the things that got you out of it? No, nah, actually, kind of in a weird way, enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't know what it was about it, but just kind of enjoyed seeing the process, watching you know the plant grow and kind of how it is affected. Yeah. Did it keep you from using tobacco? No. Nah. <laughs> I know it was like those fast food places, you know. You eat the, you work there, you see it enough, you don't eat it anymore. I didn't know if, like, maybe harvesting tobacco would have given you the same. Nah, I wish. No pre-leaf chews just to see either? No, nah, I, I had a buddy that did, and he had, looked like he was about to be sick, so I decided I'd stay away from it that. Turned green on <laughs> yeah. that or some shit. Yeah. Awesome, Smart move. Man. Yeah. Nah, that intrigues me. So, do you enjoy the outside or the outdoors? Other than that, do you hunt fish? I do. Do 
do a lot of fishing, try and fish as much as I can. Um, haven't really been into the hunting here probably the last five or six years like I'd like to be, but, yeah, I love being outside. So I'd rather be outside doing something than – Can you fish off of Baldhead Island or do you have to get on a boat? Uh, you can fish off – Like beach fish or yeah, whatever? Yeah, and they got, you know, little cuts in the back where water comes in. But Yeah, a lot of people take boats out and go a few miles offshore. So. Man, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine having to take a boat every day. Like, I just would feel so restricted. I don't know. It's – in a way, it's kind of – in the mornings, it's kind of peaceful. You know, you can kind of get your mind right before getting into work, and then the afternoons are really the only times you really run into any or ever hardly any issues. So. Yeah. Does your staff have trouble making the boat sometimes, or how does that work? Um, we're, we're pretty good. We have a couple, you know, every now and then they may be late for a boat or miss the boat, but right. for the most part, everybody's – yeah, very punctual and on time. So, what does that cost you? An hour in the morning if you miss the first one. It's every hour. Yep, every hour. Now, do you have like a uh, a ferry pass per se that the club provides, or do you have to pay for that every day? No, we we, we have a pass, a parking pass to get into the lot, and a ferry pass that's provided. Man, I can't imagine that. And then the barge hauls fertilizer equipment, anything large, will come over on that. Yes, sir. Yep. Where are you getting your fresh water? Well. Uh, we're yeah we're re- reuse facility so oh. it goes through the um, treatment facility on the island so, yeah. so that's the first learning experience for that type of system for you as well then so, yep i mean that's all good mm-hmm. yeah like, be able to take with you to wherever mm-hmm. yeah it was um interesting at first but it's pretty pretty neat little process is the quality decent for reclaimed or it is we, yeah. we do pretty well um yep. better than probably not as good as some better than some so. sure what kind of surfaces you got out there uh, we got 419 everywhere. We got many verde greens. Okay. Yeah. So. How old are they? Do you know? The greens, whew, probably 10, 11 years old now. I think they did the renovation in 2011, 12. That was the last major, like, renovation-type work done out there, right, was then? Yes, sir. That's what I thought. Tim Kate did that as well, didn't he? Yes, sir. Yep. And originally the course was at Cobb? Yep, George Cobb. Yep. So. All right, so back to Pinehurst. Have you – um? put your application in for number 10 yet <laughs> i have not i have not um that's going to be an interesting that's going to be really cool to see that place yeah i figured you'd have to call one of your old buddies up and say all right you got doke's cell phone number i need to put in a good word for myself <laughs> maybe i might have to see what i can do that'd be awesome it man be. yeah that's going to be a really interesting piece of property it's going to be a neat name to add to the portfolio i think mm-hmm. yeah i do i'm excited about it yeah really i am are you applying? Professor? No, no I'm not. Uh, Are you not in your applying. transition phase here? <laughs> Professor Huntoon? I'm not a short timer, Tim. You know my record. Now, how did y'all meet before today? Uh, via Instagram would be the first way. Um, and uh, Weston has come to Heritage and played at an event that we had there. Oh, the nice. Plunder on Polly's Island. That's the first time we met in person. Yes, sir. But really through Instagram, um, which is a... Great way to meet young people in the business, Tim. Yeah, I've heard of that. That's still on the outsource program. <laughs> Look, man, Twitter's enough for some of us. That's all I can handle. Um, all right, man. Well, um, leave us with a parting thought on uh, the job you're going to be in 20 years. So when we do this again, you can say, I told you I'd be here. Where am I going to be in 20 years? Ugh, that's a loaded question. Or ten, you might be on a faster track, but just where do you yeah, where do you want like, your career to go, or what? As you're sitting here right now, where 
Where do you envision yourself? Um, I just, like I kind of hit on earlier, I just want to end up at a place where I can provide a good life for my family, enjoy getting up and going to work every day, seeing the same golf course, set up a rocking chair, and hopefully establish a place I can be at for, you know, 20, 30 years and ride off into the sunset. I like the rocking chair. That's what I always say to the guys when they're getting ready to retire to play. I'm like, man, they put a rocking chair out there with your name on it yet? Yeah. That's that Marion County upbringing, Tim. Yeah. Is that what that is? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is a reason that the porch went all the way around the building down here. Mm-hmm. Correct. We're going to be outside. Yeah. Wonderful. Man, I appreciate your time. Sorry to take you out of education for a little yeah, bit. Not a problem. It was a pleasure to sit down with you, gentlemen. I appreciate the opportunity to hop on. Well, I'm glad because now I get to recognize a face that I'm so confused with because I've seen it all over for years now. And I'm like, hold on a minute now. Okay, Baldhead, Pinehurst, now it's all coming together. We have met at all these different functions, and you've been at all those different places. Yes, sir. That's awesome, man. All right, well, get back to education. We kept you too long. Welcome back to the Assistant Superintendent Series. We're now joined by Mr. Baxter Boggs from Country Club of Charleston. Yep. I appreciate y'all having me on today. Thanks for coming on, man. Hey, um, really? The country club? Are you a golfer? Yes. Well, I was before I started working there. Oh, man. I was going to say, you get to play there every day? Yeah, well, we got to play there. I try once a month. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, a couple months ago, I broke my finger, so I've been off for, since October. Yes, uh, Thursday was the first time I had played since the broken finger. Work-related? No, I was actually fly fishing in the mountains and slipped on a rock mm. and broke my finger. Yeah. Well, that's, dude, of all the things you could have broke fly fishing in a river on wet rocks, you're pretty lucky, I'm guessing. I would say so as well. And it was right at the end of October, so it wasn't our busy season. We were going right into dormancy. All right, so you're from Charleston? No, I'm actually originally from Polly's Island and then uh, moved to Myrtle Beach when I was 15. And then uh, moved to Charleston after that. So we're laughing because I have made the mistake of introducing Jim is from Myrtle Beach. Mm, no, don't do that. No. <laughs> Thank you. We're from we're from Polly's Island. Continue to educate me. I'm all ears. <laughs> this is good. And then you just play right into it by saying you moved from Polly's to Myrtle. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, so you're not from Myrtle if you have to move to Polly's. That's right. All right. What what? Where'd you go to school? Uh, high school. High school. First school. Anything. High school, I went to Myrtle Beach, and then I went to um, a two-year degree at Trident for horticulture. Trident? Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, while I was at Trident, I started working at the Country Club of Charleston to further my career just in horticulture, really. And I fell in love with golf course maintenance, and I just, I wanted wanted to be a superintendent, so. How long have you been there? I've been there since 2011. Oh, okay. 12 years. Paul's been there the whole time? Paul's been there the whole time. Baxter grew up around the game, mm-hmm. and he, uh, his father, Dixon Boggs, yes. was, was and still is the longtime horticulturist at Caledonia True Blue. Really? Yeah. Yes, sir. That's so, what you were telling me about earlier. Yeah, so he grew up around Caledonia and True, True Blue. Blue yeah. I remember him when he was younger in, in high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would be out there playing sometimes with his buddies. Oh yeah, but uh, that's all, awesome. His dad is is very involved in the Myrtle Beach um, golf course maintenance scene, providing annuals for a mm-hmm. lot of us. And mom and dad own two greenhouses. Two right? very. Why don't you take green. it from here? 
two very <laughs> successful greenhouses, Island Greenery in Polly's Island and Carolina Greenery on Highway 57 up in Little River. And all we do is produce, uh, I say we, but it's really just my mom and my dad, um, we produce annuals, bedding plants. Didn't y'all used to help with our conference? Uh, we participated in it, yeah, for a while. But, but I thought they provided plants for that for a while. Like the annuals that used to be over by did. the elevator. Yep, they did. That your, was your family? Yes, sir. So when I got hired, that was still going on. Yeah. They did for years. Are we not doing just recently. it still? Is Kings on there? I don't know who it is. Mm. I don't think we had anybody. I don't think we did any floral this year for the first time. We oh. haven't for the last couple of years, I don't think. Oh, have man, we? guys, what, now, are we, what are we doing? <laughs> and it doesn't cost anything because we usually just trade them out the booth for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, we don't need the booth anymore. Or Maybe or that's what name. it was. Maybe that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably why the trade-off ended because it was costing them money. I mean, after this show, I'll give, give them a call. We'll have some annuals for next year. No oh, that'd problem. be fun, yeah. Yeah. Heck, even if we bought them and then people could just carry them away with them. Yeah. Put the little company tag in each one. Sure. We'll help you promote them. That'll be awesome. Who knew? So that answered my next question. So no kin to Wade Boggs? No, no kin to Wade Boggs. I get. You've gotten that before. Yes, sir. So Jim looked at me like I was crazy. Like, who's Wade? I'm like, dude, it's the only Boggs I knew growing up. Yeah. I know who Wade Boggs is, Tim. Like the best third baseman ever, right? I I don't know who Wade Boggs is because I'm too young for that. But you've been schooled on it by the time you've been, <laughs> yeah, all the by times the time you've been asked about it. Yes. All right. So um, what are you doing? You just hanging out at Charleston? I mean, what are we going to do? Well, um, I really like my facility. I, le- I, I like working for Paul. Paul is a very experienced, good superintendent, I, I believe, personally. Yeah. And the product that we put out is spectacular. And when I first started learning our – regiment and the way that we were doing things i realized like i need to know how to do this wholeheartedly and learn how to be able to do this almost organically like i wake up in the morning and that's just all i think about you know is putting out a superior golf course and so that's why i've stayed i haven't um i've come across a couple opportunities but i love where i live i love where i work I love my life after work, which is I had a landscape company huh. named Country Club Cuts LLC. That's and awesome. And I go and take care of yards after work. So around the Country Club, around the Country Club, James Island, all all around Charleston, really James Island, Johns Island, West Ashley. So you, you work? Uh, yeah. I well, you have a crew. It, I do. I, I take two guys with me after after work. Um, so it's me and two other guys. And, yeah, we bang out 20. I have 20 residential yards full-time, all even through the winter and everything. And if you find something that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And so I don't really think that I work, but I, I don't get home till 7.30. Leave at 5.30, get home at 7.30. And you're okay with it? Oh, yeah, it's great. Headphones, cutting grass. So you've just got it timed out, basically, to when Paul's going to get his rocking chair then, and you can maybe just slide right in, huh? Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, we do have another assistant. He's been there for 20 years, so mm. I'm a little behind him. But he's a great guy. His the knee's always weak, though. His, his mean, the knee's always a good spot to start. You know, just go for his <laughs> <laughs> The old uh, Tanya Harding? Yeah, I didn't say anything <laughs> about that. I mean, I mean. But, yeah, anyhow. Um, well, man, I can't. So you fish? Yeah, I fish a lot. 
that's another reason that it's hard to leave Charleston. The fishing's world class. You you an offshore guy? No, I'm an inshore guy. I have a little 18 foot beaver tail flats boat, and on my days off, like even yesterday, it was blowing 20 miles an hour. I woke up at 6 a.m. and I went fishing for four or five hours till reds. Uh, yep. That's what's running now, or that's a regular fish down uh, there? Yeah, you can catch them year-round, reds, for what's sure. your favorite? Uh, my favorite fish to catch? Yeah, yeah. Snook. Oh, man. Which is Florida. So I go down to Florida pretty often in the in the winter, and I go snook fishing. Now, those are those things that you, well, you – I think I've been in a kayak for those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, i They get sure. up on top of the water and roll? No. No, those are tarpon. Tarpon's what we did. Yeah. Oh, God. In a kayak? Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> now you're hooked up to a tarpon in a kayak. You're going to get pulled around. Well, that's what I said. I'm like, so what's over there? He's like, Mexico? Because we were in <laughs> Naples. Yeah. <laughs> at what point do you stop? He's like, man, when it gets tired, you can reel it up or you can cut it at any point. I'm like, well, if I get about 100 yards from you, I think I'm going to cut this thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you grow up fishing? Uh, A little bit. I really grew up surfing and playing golf, being in Myrtle Beach. Just golfing and surfing. I was on the golf team in high school and everything, and uh, I really enjoyed that. And, yeah, when I moved to college, I, I was like, I couldn't, I didn't have a job, and I couldn't pay for golf because golf was expensive. And up in Myrtle Beach, it's fairly affordable, especially if you were a junior, you could play like 50-some golf courses for free if you walked. And so when I was 18 and I moved to Charleston, I couldn't afford the golf courses. And I was like, man, how am I going to get cheaper golf? And I was like, oh, superintendents get cheaper golf. That's I'm I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm telling. I, the I know we, I know we want everybody to play pay for golf, and free golf's the worst thing in our industry. But you know we do like our perks. Sure, it's not the worst thing by far. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. But um, but yeah, so that's that's how I got here today, and I, I mean I still like it after twelve years of doing it. I that's guess. awesome. I love waking up early in the morning, seeing the sunrise, seeing the dew on the grass, and going out there and doing our thing. So when did you get into fly fishing? How does that happen for a kid on the coast? <laughs> um, that was, that's funny. My grandfather was a huge fly fisherman. Okay. Um, he, my whole family's from the mountains of North Carolina. Okay. And so he's a huge fly fisherman. So I fly fished for trout when I was real young um, for a long time, and then I started fishing in Charleston and ran into a buddy of mine that was like, yeah, man, I like fly fish out here. And I go, you can't fly fish out here. It's windy. There's no way you can throw a fly. And he finally showed me, look, you got to use an A-weight and all this stuff. And I was like, man, I'll do this every day. And he looked at me and he was like, me too. And so <laughs> me and him, we fished all the time. He, We went yesterday. Nice. So where were you when you broke your hand? I mean, what were we doing? I was trout fishing. Trout fishing yep, in the mountains in of North river. Carolina? I'm not going to tell you what river. Of course not. <laughs> um, I get it. But, yeah, I was uh, trout fishing in the river, and I was actually up there for a golf tournament. Me and my buddies have a golf tournament every year to watch the leaves drop. And at Sugar Mountain Municipal, this is a shameful plug, but uh, that's one of the best municipal golf courses I've ever played. Without question. Oh, you can say that. I'll back you up. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it up there. Um, And so we played that for four days, and I was up there for that, and I got up there a day early so I could fish. And And you played with a broken hand? No, no, 
Now my hand was my hand was broken. I needed surgery and everything, so I had to forfeit this year. Uh-huh. I've been the champion for five years in a row. So the through bo- COVID and everything, you championed out. Yeah, the boy the boys were uh, happy to say the least <laughs> that I had broken my finger and was out of the race. So have you caught an albino trout yet? No, no, I'm not going to target them things. Them they're mutants. They shouldn't be in the river at all. So that's not like a. That's not a not the elusive out. one that you want. No, because you can see it. That's the one that you can see the most. Oh, I never like thought of it. Throwing like out that. a piece of paper floating down the river. That's great. <laughs> so what are we into? Is it is it all rainbows or are there some browns or Yeah. Mm-hmm. And brookies. There's a lot of brookies up there. Um but there's there's nothing that beats fly fishing for snook down in Florida mangroves. I can't imagine. And it's awesome. I love it. We, me and my buddy go down to the Everglades for a week every year in April and May and go for tarpon and snook on fly only. So I'm not real good at math, and I probably shouldn't try this equation, but, I mean, it sounds like you've at least covered your two weeks off that most people get already based on this first ten minutes of conversation. You nailed it. I, I'm kind of liking this Charleston thing because maybe there's more than just two weeks off, it sounds like, in <laughs> no, this gig. No, there's not. So I get my two weeks <laughs> off, and then all summer. And they're summer, dedicated, and that's and, it. Yeah, and then all summer I grind landscape and assistant superintendent at the country club. So what happens time. those days where you got to stay late at the club? I have to tell my clients, like, look, um, I'm not going to be there today. I'll be there as soon as I can. We've got aeration week, for example, which is right the day after 4th of July. So it starts July 5th, and we're there for a week. So they're cool with it. I mean, they get it. Yeah, they understand because, I mean, that's how I preface, you know, getting their business. It's like, look, I've – This is what I do for a living, by the way, so if I'm a day late. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, I've got a full-time job. I'm sorry. Your yard's not my most important property. But if you ever come out and see the course. That's, yeah, exactly. We can showcase what we can do. That's that's amazing. Did you get that um, entrepreneurial spirit from your parents, you think? Probably. Yeah. Probably. I'm sorry, Dad. Yes, 100%. Um Definitely. I love the aspect of being able to work for yourself, being able to put something out there that's beautiful. Like our slogan for our biz, our greenhouse is we make your world colorful. And I've, I've always said that for ever since I was a little kid. So this is just another extension of that. Well, how, I mean, and then you've been through some amazing events down there recently. I mean, the women's opens. That was a, the USGA yeah. stuff. Yeah, we had a U.S. Women's Amateur in um, 2013. 13. Nice. And then the U.S. Women's Open in 2019. Correct. Mm-hmm. We snuck in that week for that one. Yeah. Snuck in. We, we let y'all in. Yeah, you did. You so did, did I. <laughs> the fellow, fellow superintendents. Well, you were there that week, too? Later on in the week, yeah, Baxter and... Paul were nice enough to let me park at the maintenance facility there, and um, yeah, and I brought my boy JJ down, and we had a good time. It was yeah, really I held cool. the security back and let Jim and his boy down. <laughs> That's awesome. So I won't forget that one because I was that guy that I'd never met Lexi before. Mm-hmm. Oh God! And I wanted to meet her, yeah. so we were just coming out of the clubhouse, standing up on eighteen, and so she was coming off of eighteen green, and so I just walk right up. Hey, you mind? I just introduced myself, and so I'm up there, and I took a selfie on 18 green, and I forget who it was. Somebody down here sends me 
the photo shot of ABC News doing the television coverage of the people, and it's me taking a selfie with no way. Lexi. It was on the news channel that night <laughs> oh, from nice. down here. So, yeah, it was kind of like a fun, like, okay, so I'm that Pat Jones guy that got caught on TV taking a selfie. So when I first started this, I was like, I want to be on TV for golf maintenance. Like, that's a goal. And then we got announced that we were going to have the U.S. Women's Amateur and we were going to be on TV for a week. And I was kind of like, you know, just blowing bunkers out, low man on totem pole. Well, when the U.S. Open came, I, me and Nick were the only two. We had that play delay whenever that lightning strike oh, yeah. happened on the tree. That was the day we were there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was also there. I was there <laughs> every 20 day. hours a day. <laughs> so that lightning strike happened. We had the delay. We had to go back out. And me and Nick had to blow greens because we were the only ones there, really. Um, and so he went off from the front, and I wanted to do the back because I knew, like, that's where most of the play was. And I went out there, and a buddy of mine, I was blowing 13 green off, and a buddy of mine texted me a video of me on the golf channel blowing off the green. And I was like, I made it. Yep. Life goal accomplished. That's awesome. And super creative at the same time. Yeah. You're a YouTube star as well. No way. Yes, you are. No. What? From what? You're on the you're on a no laying up YouTube video. <laughs> I am on that one. I'm on YouTube for what three minutes, maybe. But he's on there for what? Uh, it was a it was a th- a piece on the Women's Open and just Country Club of Charleston in general that No Laying Up put out. And Baxter gets interviewed several times, and they're sitting in his ride, and it's in his John Deere Gator, just, mm-hmm. just doing his thing, making us look good, Tim. Yeah, oh I was, man, I, yeah, I was out there supervising, making yeah. sure everything was. Uh, Spick and span. Superintendent advising. Yep. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> On my new term we just came up with. Superintendent advising. But, uh, you, you know, just real quick, I want to give one more plug to your dad. You know, he's helped so many of us superintendents in the Myrtle Beach area over the years. And, you know, he's always got our backs. He's always there to help us grow bedding plants and annuals and make us better. And if we have a problem, he always replaces things. And he's top-notch and in fact, I was telling some students in class the other day that it's not always about price. It's about relationships. And when I think of that, I think about your dad and why I've stuck with him over the years. And he's because I like him and he has a great product, but he always backs it up and he yes, always he does. does what he says he's going to do. And um, I really respect that. And, um, and he's a great guy. Well, I'm sure he's very appreciative of that, Jim. That's very nice. Um and he taught me a lot at Caledonia. I worked with him at Caledonia for many years. And mm-hmm. um, I remember the first day that I met him, I was like, who, who is this guy walking around? And, and then I found out real quick. And he's. Oh, it's just dicks and bogs. Don't worry about him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, no, he's been a mentor to me, and um, I appreciate that. Well, I'm sure, like I said, that's very nice. And um, thank you from, from him through me to you. Does he know how to listen to a podcast? Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, he sent me a few. All right, well, we're going to have to send him a link to this. Oh, 100% I'm sending him yep. a link to this. Well, but I mean, so he's 40 years full-time there at Caledonia True Blue. Is that what I'm hearing? Not 40, but he's been there since pretty much the beginning. He also worked at Heritage before he was at... Um, His at- first job at the beach was landscape manager for Freddie. I yes. believe was the superintendent. Two glugs, exactly. We yeah. we got him in here, Tim. You wanted to. I've, I've I've cut two glugs twice today, and it's not been appropriate. At least we got the right Freddie this time. <laughs> but no, I'm, I guess it's like you. 
I mean, full time, all day working, and then side gig. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, those plants aren't growing themselves. Yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> they do once you get them started, I guess. Well, now you got to monitor them. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just it's it's similar to grass. Like, you know, each day is you know we can build a foundation, but each day changes stuff. You know, and you can you got to tweak some of the upper structure of it as you go. To really put out a good product. That's like one of them pull the quote out of the podcast and use it later type comments, man. Yes, it is. That was profound. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, we're running over. Are we taking too long or do we need to just turn him into a full episode? No, we're good. Um, (laughs) All right. What's your goal, man? Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? My goal is, uh, my goal would be to be a superintendent, but also, you know, dominate a landscape company as well. But do that at the same, same time. Like try to try to build your own business and take what you know, because everybody's everybody's home lawn they want it like a golf course, right? That's I mean I hear that all the time. Oh, can you get this like a golf course? Well, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I can, but it's going to cost you exactly. (laughs) But but to 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 bridge the gap between a superintendent and the everyday person, because not everybody like what y'all are doing is great because not everybody understands what we do on a daily day basis because we do it so early in the morning yep. and nobody's and we got to do it before play and all that. And it's, it's nice to be able to take that knowledge and put it in layman's terms for, for the rest of us, you know, you don't have to be in this special club. I'm sorry. I really love our special club that we have, <laughs> but, but you don't have to, to really understand it. Like, um, Bland said, you can, you can learn a lot of stuff on YouTube. Yeah. You know, and with these podcasts and things like this, that is for the public to hear what our th- thoughts are on growing just anything, really, because we're growers. Well, that's where we're trying to differentiate a little bit. Like, we're not going to sit in here and talk about different aeration techniques. That's true. Because those people, they don't want to hear it. But if we can cut up and laugh a little bit and talk about family stories and, you know, that. Oh, wait, you're a human being? Uh, that's right. Okay, cool. Thanks for coming in today, you know? I mean, I, I, that's the cool part, you know, is to share some of those stories so that people can understand, like you say, what we do. So I'm excited for you. I appreciate it. I love this because I get to know everybody a little bit more. You know what I mean? 1,800 yeah. members, you can only spend so much time with so many people. It's, you know what I mean? And so Absolutely. This will be one of those where, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to ask you what fly you're using the next time, but it'll be a different conversation. So. <laughs> Um, I'm going to put a plug. It's chartreuse, boy. That's that's the secret fly. Do you know what color that is, Jim? I have no idea. Somewhere between neon yellow and neon green. Well, you might have to look it up, but it's called chartreuse, boy. Yeah, I learned that (laughs) color early on from a rattle trap. Ooh, a little bass fisherman. That was my favorite lure growing up. That's right, electric chicken. That's it, man. When they came out, dude, that was that was the heat. The turquoise and silver one, and then we re- replaced it with the uh, with something else. Anyhow. All right, cool. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Well, I appreciate y'all having me. Absolutely. Yeah, it was really yeah. good. You, you were a lot sure. more cheerful than Paul, too, just for the record. <laughs> I just had to put that out there. <laughs> oh, Paul, Paul's a happy guy. He yeah, is. I love that, when man. he's racing. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to another episode of Pulling Weeds, a podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. Stay tuned as we will have another episode out soon. For further information on the Carolinas GCSA, please visit our website at carolinasgcsa.org or call our office at 864 
843-1150.